Welcome to episode 30 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, the 20th of August, 2000, 2019. And we're going to be starting with a bit of a rant today, people. I know. We're kicking it off straight away. I'm fucked off. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, let's have a look. Uh, yeah, fucking hell, man. The shit I've been reading, like the the, the the I hope you're well. By the way, let's get the let's get the niceties out of the way at the start. I hope you're well. Hope your life's going well. It's Tuesday. Blah blah blah. We've got the weekend coming up. Fucking hell! Uh, here we go. Let's kick it off like this. Um, what's pissed me off, Ben? What has pissed you off? I know what you're thinking. Uh, you're probably thinking that. I know, and I know what you're thinking. Somebody used to say that. It used to fucking annoy the shit out of me. Uh, anyway, Dave's joke of the fringe this year. Um, uh, there at the Edinburgh Festival every year. Dave, the TV channel. I don't know if people abroad get it, but certainly in England, it's one of these channels where they just basically do reruns of shit. And the odd occasional thing. And they sponsor an award at the Edinburgh Festival, he says, suppressing a burp. Um, At the Edinburgh Festival. And um, this year, it was won uh, by a joke uh, that referenced the sort of thing uh, about Tourette's. And obviously, uh, that has fucking kicked off. Now, the joke was done by a chap called Olaf Falafel, who I've gigged with. I know him. He's a nice fucking geezer. Um, The joke itself, this is the joke. Um, Let's have a look, see if I can find it. (laughs) It's a fucking pun. Obviously, because it it goes in national newspapers and that sort of thing, it's going to be a fucking pun because it caters to the fucking, the broadest audience out there. Um, You're never going to get anything edgy. That's going to be a uh, the joke Dave's joke of the fringe, the Dave TV channel. Um, basically, it's selected. They select about ten, I think, and then put it to an audience vote. And this one won it. So this is the gag. Um, Olaf Falafel won the award with this gag. Okay, I keep randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have florets now. Whatever you think about that joke. And I have my own uh, thoughts about that joke. It's just I don't do puns. It's not my thing. Uh, the guy, who whoever writes puns, um, the guy obviously writes puns. Um, there's a lot of comedians out there who do puns, yeah? It's not my thing. I don't do that sort of shit. Um, but, you know, I just, I just never sort of like um, I get no satisfaction out of that. I do every now and again in my personal life. <laughs> When I'm not on stage, but uh, doing puns on stage is not really my thing. I do long, longer form bits, try and uh, try and uh, have a through thread to things and um, uh, try and talk about different subjects. And I think like puns are just like meh, meh, you know, like here's this, here's that. They both go together. There we go. That's it. Move on to the next thing. Like I like, you know, exploring a subject. I'd I'd like to explore. If that was my bit, I'd be exploring broccoli and cauliflower. 
I don't know. But anyway, that was the gab. I, a gag. I keep randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have florets. Now, that won the award. Uh, the shortlist uh, was sent to 2,000 members of the public and 41% of them voted for that joke, right? Okay, so it weren't like hands down, basically. Now, since then, everything has fucking kicked off and there's a headline on the uh, fucking... I sound like I've got fucking Tourette's now, don't I? Uh, I'm that, that fucking... Oh, Jesus... Obviously, somebody's got offended by it, haven't they? Because that's clearly fucking the closest fucking thing to nailing somebody with Tourette's next up against a fucking wall and crucifying them, isn't it? You know, it's a fucking pun. But there's a headline in the uh, on the uh, BBC uh, website, BBC News website. That says Edinburgh Fringe Tourette's charity wants apology over award-winning joke. They want an apology for that fucking joke. That's what they want. Uh, that's because apparently that joke, the cauliflower and broccoli joke. I think I might have florets. Is uh, somehow demeaning to what the fuck is going on? You know, somehow that is. Everyone with Tourette's is going to get lynched because of that fucking joke. Um, one of the panelists who shortlisted said, "It's a good one. It's a pun. Every kind of every kind of person recognises it as that." Uh, Susan Dobson, this is the person, said her charity had been about to launch a campaign to stop using Tourette's as a punchline, which unfortunately has come about a week too late. <laughs> Uh, the chief executive of UK's Tourette's Action Charity said the rubbish joke had brought shame on Dave. Uh, oh, fucking hell. I mean, Jesus, it's a fucking pun. Miss Dobson said the charity's helpline had several calls on Monday from parents of children with a syndrome who were angered and upset by the joke. That's fucking bullshit. Nobody fucking rang that line. She's got a bit of free fucking advertiser and for a fucking charity that she can fucking put out there. You can help me out as well, fucking Susan Dobson, if you want, because I'm swearing more just reading about you. Anyway, the charity is now calling on Dave and Falafel uh, to a... <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, the charity is now calling on Dave, Dave and Falafel to apologise. I love the fact um, that uh, that can be interpreted as food as well. Um, just uh, somebody writing a letter to uh, Dave's falafel. If there's a Dave falafel, Dave's falafel house out there that just exclusively sells a guy called Dave who exclusively sells falafel in a takeaway, uh, they must be getting a shitload of fucking mail this week. <laughs> I would ask them to walk in the shoes of somebody with Tourette's for a day and then come back and tell me if they find it quite so amusing. It was fucking brilliant walking in those fucking canting shoes. Oh, I don't know. Olaf, falafel, Olaf Falafel and Dave have been... Uh, let's have a look. And then somebody else chips in. You see, you've got the woman from the charity who's pissed off about that because she's got a vested interest in being pissed off about things. Uh, because she runs a charity, she can't just say, ah, it's fine. 
you know, because, like, obviously she gets some sort of investment from people. She can't just turn around. She has to be outraged, that woman. She has to be. It's her job. It's within her job title to be outraged by that, Um, to be honest. Uh, in it? That's, you know, she could, if she'd have turned around, you, ca- you cater to the stupidest fucking person. Because if she'd have just turned around and gone, oh, no, that's fine. It's only a bit of fun, which it is. It's a fucking joke. You know, let's not forget it is a fucking joke. It's not a fucking go out there and fucking murder everybody with fucking Tourette's or or hound them through the streets. It's just a fucking joke. Whether that joke's to your taste or not is a different matter. Um, you know, it's not the sort of thing I'd write. It's not the sort of thing I'd do. But it is just a fucking two lines can get like a fucking story. And the fucking BBC love this shit because it's fucking lazy journalism just reporting on outrage. Um, so let's have a look. Jess Tom, a comedian who has Tourette's, who was also uh, in some sort of... Um, she was some sort of reality thing, I think. Um, Jess Tom, a com- she doesn't work the circuit. Let's put it that way. I don't think... I don't think she's not out there like four or five nights a week fucking gigging on the circuit. She did a show about Tourette's because she was in a reality thing, I think, on TV. She's the one who says biscuits a lot. You'd probably, you know, you'd be fucking annoyed going shopping with her. Let's put it that way. Anyway, uh, she said it's not surprised by the insensitive joke. It's exhausting. I can see that. Yeah, I can see, right? Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they'll use Tourette's as a fucking, um, as a punchline. It's... You know, without having a go at the the guy, it's a lazy punchline. It's not, you know, it's. It, but that's what he does. He does puns. You know, Florets, Tourettes. It sounds sounds the same. We'll throw that in the set. Yeah, it's not his. I imagine it's not his best joke. He's got some much better fucking jokes than that that I've heard. Uh, anyway. Um, she said, uh, "I work hard to try and make good comedy and to make it accessible to a broad range of people." Uh, and it feels frustrating when non-accessible stereotype work is rewarded. Well, I can see, yeah, I can see from her point of view or whatever. It's not nice, is it? I mean, if you've got fucking Tourette's and that's the punchline to a lot of jokes, people, um, you know, I haven't heard that many, actually, to be honest, on the circuit. <laughs> Maybe she ought to start doing the circuit. I don't know. Anyway, I haven't seen her on the circuit. Um, so anyway, uh, Miss Tom, this is the fucking pit bit that fucks me off. Uh, Miss uh, Miss Tom also pointed out that neither of Falafel's shows at the festival this year were relaxed performances. Relaxed performances, that's a new fucking phrase I'm not aware of aimed at encouraging people with Tourette's or autism to feel, feel comfortable in the audience. What the fuck? What the fuck? Seriously. You know, obviously you want your audience to be comfortable, but a relaxed performance? It's a fucking comedy club, sweetheart. You know, there's not that many relaxed performances at a fucking comedy club. Aimed at inc- what that that is the antithesis 
of everything that a comedy club should be. A relaxed place. It should be a place where people can fucking, you know, let go. You know, let go and just, like, not be self-conscious anymore and just be part of the fucking tribe of that audience that are following and listening to what a comedian is doing on stage. You can't cater for everybody. It's going to get to the stage where people are just like, you're having to fill out a fucking questionnaire before you go into a comedy club, and then that is handed to the comedians. And they go, right, okay, I can't talk about that because that'll trigger that person. I can't talk about that. It's got to be a relaxed performance just in case anybody with autism or Tourette's is in the audience. You know, you can't cater to everybody. At some point, you've just got to have a little bit of trust in the fucking performer, surely, haven't you? You've just got to have a little bit of trust in the fucking performer so they can just, like, get on with what they do and explore the thoughts that they're having and hopefully have that human connection about something. Yeah, you're not necessarily going to do that with, like, puns or anything like that. But the people who do that, you know, that's what a comedy club is about. You know, creating that human connection with people and they're your thoughts that you fucking put out there. Jesus, man, a fucking relaxed performance. You know, it's of all the things to have a go at him for, you know, she's gone, oh, I've had a look through that. Olaf Falafel, who claims to be Swedish's eighth funniest comedian, said it was fun, a fantastic honour to win. Is a fucking, who claims to be, it's a fucking character, you pricks. At least do your fucking research. Jesus Christ, who claims to be? Oh, for fuck's sake, man. It's just like, it's fucking lazy journalism. It's somebody who works for a charity getting free fucking advertising by being fucking outraged. And then there's uh, another comedian going against a comedian. It's not like he's fucking, you know, saying lynch them all. Jesus, it's a fucking pun. That's all it is. It's Florette's sound, sounds like Tourette's. Jesus, man. What the fuck is... what the And comedians going against other comedians because they don't do that thing. She has built a fucking career off of having Tourette's, if anything. Um, anyway, fuck's sake, man. That's what fucking wound me up this week for 14 fucking minutes. Sorry, people. Jesus. 14 fucking minutes of a fucking rant, and I must sound like I've got fucking Tourette's. I might even fucking ring that number. For that woman, Tourette's action, give him a fucking call. Excuse me, can you help me out? Yeah, I've read the article in the BBC. Oh, did it shock you as well, that joke? No, the article made me swear my fucking head off. I'm ticking like a cunt. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Jesus Christ, man. Everything, everything, isn't it? And it seems worse. It seems worse than it is because fucking... The BBC and people like that give a voice to these fucking idiots. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they fucking rang her up. They fucking rang her up for the lazy journalists they fucking are and told her the joke and then said, and what do you think about that? On the phone, I work for a Tourette's charity. Of course, I think it's horrendous. 
and then they get somebody else. Oh, here's a comedian. They've done exactly the same. Here's a fucking comedian with Tourette's. Let's get her opinion on it. Of course, she's not. Fucking hell, man. Jesus. Oh, dear. I don't know, people. There's got to be a better way, hasn't there? There's got to be a better way of, like, fucking talking about things and settling things rather than... (laughs) Although I'm just as bad. I'm fucking ranting about it now anyway. Ah, Jesus. Anyway, that was that. That's the sort of things we have to live with these days as stand-up comedians or... uh, uh, or whatever. I imagine it's awful living to, with Tourette's. I imagine it's fucking awful. But it is a little bit funny as well. Isn't it? Is it not? There was that geezer on Big Brother in the UK, weren't there? He had Tourette's. It was fucking hilarious. He was fucking hilarious. Even at one point he referenced it when somebody was being an asshole in the house and he called him a cunt. Just the word cunt come out or something like that. And he goes, "Ah, oh, my Tourette's is in context. And it was fucking brilliant. Can't we all just take it down a fucking notch? We're not all fucking victims out there. You know what I mean? Not everybody is trying to make, you know. Everyone's a fucking victim these days of everything. I imagine it's awful living with it. But to be honest, you know, you get one life. Are we going to, you know, stupid little jokes like that? Are we going to fucking... Get all fucking irate about... I know I'm getting irate. I know that. I've got a little bit of self-awareness, people. But Jesus, she looks like a right fucking smug cunt as well, that Susan Dobson. (laughs) 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 Ah, sitting there smiling with a fucking gap in her front teeth. Jesus. Uh, Anyway, um, that's that. That's my take on that. Um... And my take on, you know, oh, you just got to fight against it, though, haven't you? Just, like, create your own create your own thing, which is what this is meant to be. And uh, get them followers in. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what else have we got? What have I done today? I'll tell you what I've done today. I've actually started fucking painting my fucking bedroom and decorating my bedroom, um, which is uh, becoming an... It's going to be a long and arduous job because I take fucking... Because I've got one of them talking about people... Not talking about people who are mental. I don't think people with Tourette's are mental. Uh, It's a neurological condition, isn't it? But um, I'm a little bit mental by the fact I have to get everything fucking right. Perfect. You know what I mean? I can't just... (laughs) You're thinking... You're thinking at the minute, really, Ben? You're a bit of a perfectionist, are you? I'd never know that from listening to you on here. I know. I know. But, um, yeah, I have to get everything fucking done. So I've been washing the uh, walls down today in preparation for painting it. I do three coats on the ceiling, three coats on the wall, two coats of the skirting board. I know. It seems boring, but I fucking love it. Anything like that, anything sort of like, you know, mundane, repetitive. It really fucking just relaxes me. I'll tell you what, that's what they, you know, have they tried that sort in uh, to uh, help as therapy with Tourette's? Just doing something mundane, boring, and fucking, yeah, it just relaxes me no end. Obviously not that much because I've just gone on a fucking 17-minute rant about that uh, fucking joke of the fringe thing. Um, 
but yeah, I've been doing that today. I went for a little swim as well. Uh, got talking to a guy uh, in the changing rooms. That fucking, that was the other thing. They've switched the changing rooms around at the old gym. I know. So, um, so I go to walk in the gents and it's got a fucking female sign on there. And I was like, what? And then I looked at the female one and that had a gents sign. So they've obviously switched them. I don't know how they're getting on with the urinals in there, ladies. Um, I don't know whether they're having to piss into the urinals or whatever, because there was only one sit down toilet in there, unless they've uh, completely changed it. But uh, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that is a 2019 thing. That's what they're going to do at the gym. Now, every month they just swap it around. Hey, we haven't got labels on the changing rooms anymore. Um, Everybody can use whatever changing room they want to use anyway. So, um, yeah, there was uh, clearly people not looking at the signs on the gym door because a few ladies... Uh, walked in uh, into the changing rooms. I got chatting to a, uh, a geezer. Well, the geezer got chatting to me in the fucking changing rooms when he was start fucking bollock naked, uh, which was nice. Uh, do you want to put a put a towel on or something there, me old booty? I asked. <laughs> That's what I said. Do you want to put a towel on or something, mate? If you if you're going to engage in conversation with me, at least uh, tuck the old uh, tuck the old ball bag away. You know, cover it over, sweetheart, for me. So uh, I went for a nice little swim in a sauna and um, and then recommenced with the old decorating. Uh, so we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much my day. I've been trying to take it a little bit easy at the start of this week because I've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday gigging. So I know that's going to be a bit of a fucking hell towards the end of the week. Um, because they're all over the place, I think. I think I'm in a hole. Where am I? Let's have a look. Um, where am I? Uh, motherfucker. Where am I? I'm in uh, Birmingham, Hull, uh, Ipswich, fucking Cambridge, and Norwich. Yeah, that's the... Uh, so a bit of an east, east side uh, weekend. Uh Apart from uh, fucking Hull, obviously, which is up north somewhere. Anyway, also, um, we have a fucking question. Uh, I had a question come in this week um, after what I was talking about last week on the old uh, podcast about my fucking... um, my uh, th- the songs I listen to on the way uh, to my fucking gigs. And uh, somebody, as uh, I won't say who it is, um, but a uh, long time listener, first time writer, um, as, uh, said, uh, you mentioned, uh, music in your car on the way to the gig. What's on your playlist? Fucking hell. Uh, this, uh, person is obviously thinking, uh, I am more technologically advanced, uh, within my car with the playlist, um, because, uh, that's, that's what all the cool kids have. Isn't it? You got your own little playlist you made up, don't you? Something for a bit of easy listening, something to get pumped up, something for a bit of love making. I don't know. I don't know what you people do out there these days because I just listen to fucking CDs. And most of my CDs uh, stem from the fucking 90s. So um, I've got about 100 CDs in my car. 
Um, in the right-hand side of my car, which is the ones I listen to mostly, uh, I have uh, a Rage Against the Machine album um, just for a bit of mm, 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 fucking wind it up and go, uh, killing in the name of and all that shit on it. Um, I have uh, What's the Story Morning Glory. I have definitely Maybe by Oasis. Uh, what else have I got in there? Dookie by Green Day. Uh, the fucking uh, The Pixies' uh, Greatest Hits, which has um, the greatest driving tune. I know. It's a bold statement, that is. The greatest driving tune of all time, which a lot of people would go for uh, Song 2 by Blur. Not a bad driving tune, yeah? Not a bad driving tune. But the Pixies' Wave of Mutilation is the fucking greatest driving tune when you've got your foot down, you're going around little back lanes, just clipping them like little hedges on those single-track roads. It's a fucking great tune to stick your foot down. It's only about two and a half minutes, I think. So you've got two and a half minutes. If you can't control a car for two and a half minutes, um, you don't deserve to be driving. So, yeah, that's that's it. And then uh, sometimes I'll listen to uh, a little bit of 90s hip-hop, all the dead rappers. That's all I listen to. <laughs> Tupac, Tupac and uh, Biggie. Uh, I'll listen to that bit of hip-hop on the way, uh, if it's summer, mainly. And... Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, I've got fucking shitloads of other CDs, mainly 90s-based shit. Um, smells like um, Teen Spirit by Nirvana. I have on, like, a uh, a um, fucking CD single, as well as on the album uh, Nevermind that I have there. So, yeah, that's the sort of shit I'm into. Uh, anything with a fucking beat where I can get a little bit pumped up on the way to the gig um, not too pumped up or I, I end up going on stage and going, all right, you fucking twats. Um, yeah, but, uh, maybe, uh, just something to give me a little kick, depending on how long the drive is, to be honest. If it's only like, uh, half an hour, an hour away or something like that, I'll just have some, a little bit more mundane, but like, um, if it needs, uh, if it's three or four hours, fucking hell, you need that something to, you need that, uh, fucking, uh, bullet in the head um, by Rage Against the Machine just to see you through <laughs> just to get the old uh, adrenaline going so anyway thank you for that uh, pizza um, so uh, yeah that's, that's 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 the shit I listen to man um, right what else have we got what else was going to talk about here we go yeah uh, Elon Musk Fucking hell, billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk, uh, him of <laughs> him of the Tesla shit and SpaceX and stuff like that. Uh, as once again, fucking hell, uh, once again, he's done this before apparently, once again called for Mars to be blasted with nuclear weapons in order to make the planet habitable for humans. I'm not sure that's going to be immediately uh, uh, immediately habitable. Um, but apparently what he reckons is, uh, that Mars is a bit of a fixer-upper, uh, and eventually you can transform Mars into an Earth-like planet if you warm it up. 
Uh, it'd melt all the fucking... Uh, there's a fast way and a slow way. The fast way is drop thermonuclear weapons over the poles. Jesus Christ, it is fucking... He's like a fucking Dr. Evil coming out here. Musk even changed his Twitter profile to an image displaying the T-shirt. Nuke Mars. <laughs> I imagine I imagine he doesn't mean the company selling the chocolate bars. Part of the plan involves the nuclear bombs freeing up carbon dioxide into the atmosphere so that humans can breathe the air. It hasn't got a fucking... It hasn't got an atmosphere, has it? <coughs> Jesus, almost choked then. It hasn't got a fucking atmosphere to keep that in, has it? I thought that was the whole thing about Mars. Um, it's like fucking... Oh, Jesus, it's like Total Recall, isn't it? The original Total Recall. But a recent study in Nature Astronomer concluded that terraforming Mars is not possible using present-day technology. One concern is that the nuclear weapons would throw up massive clouds that would block out the sunlight and instead cause the planet to cool down even further. Are they actually fucking... Jesus. Uh, it's not the first time Mr. Musk has used merchandise to fund his companies. SpaceX hopes to... Ah, right. It's all about selling T-shirts, man. Isn't it? Make them statements. Nobody, he doesn't want to do that, does he? He just wants to sell the T-shirts with Nuke Mars on it. He has also said that he wants to die on Mars, not just on impact. Uh, any profits from the $25 T-shirt on SpaceX website are unlikely to go towards actually carrying out the plan. Instead, more near-term launch products will lie. Fucking hell, yeah. So it's just, is that it now? Yeah, okay. So he's just, he said, we ought to nuke Mars to terraform it into a planet where humans are habitable and then gone, and here's the T-shirt. Fucking hell. Jesus. And I've just fell for it as well, haven't I? (laughs) Ah, fucking hell. I've just fell for it as well. That is fucking genius fucking marketing ploy. Isn't it? Say something horrendous and then, uh, and then... Uh, sell a t-shirt about it. Nuke Mars. People would fucking buy that shit as well, wouldn't they? Uh, the the boring company sold $5 million worth of flame forest in just 48 hours to help finance the tunnel digging venture. What, in 2018? Mr. Huge merchandise to fund his companies. Yeah, that's what, that is what he's doing, man. Because he's just, tw- he's essentially just tweeted that thing and then t-shirt soon and then the next day, the T-shirt comes out. Nuke Mars. I'm not sure that dropping a nuclear bomb, uh, nuking Mars, would actually make it habitable for humans. Surely, that'd be the, uh, you know, people still ain't um, living in fucking wherever it is, are they? Um, wherever that fucking, oh, Jesus. Fucking Chernobyl. That's what I'm on about. People are still not living there, are they? And when was that? 80s? That was the fucking 80s or whatever, wasn't it? And people still not living there. You know, there's dogs walking around with fucking three heads and shit. I'm not sure that nuking it is going to, you know, just just set up a camp up there. That's all you do, isn't it? You don't need to transfer the whole planet because we'll just fuck that planet as well. Or we'll use it to just transfer all the shit from this planet onto there. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, what are we on? 31 minutes. What have I learned? I've learned. I've learned. I've got. Uh, I've learned. I have very. This episode, I have learned. It's a bit shambolic ended. 
this episode, I have learnt that um, I uh, I have very little fucking time for people who get offended by fucking jokes, by puns. Maybe, you know, uh, if you don't, you know, maybe just don't don't listen to it. Don't read that. You know, you don't have to react to everything. Just go, ah, it's not. nobody does that anymore, do they? That's the thing. Nobody hears a joke and goes, oh, that's not really not for me. No, they have to be fucking outraged or offended by it. They can't. There's no fucking grey area. That's one thing I've learned. There's no fucking grey area. Even when it comes to lame little puns like that, there's somebody out there who will be offended by fucking anything. One thing, that's what I've learned. And the second thing I've learned is um, don't trust Elon Musk because he's probably trying to sell you a fucking T-shirt. <laughs> if he says something outrageous, he's got a fucking T-shirt. He's tie-dyeing some fucking material somewhere. <laughs> anyway, that is uh, episode 31. I fucked it up at the start. I'm sure I said episode 30 at the start, didn't I? Episode 31. Um, uh, if you want to subscribe to this, you can subscribe on the uh, Podbeam website and Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you want to message me, like somebody did this week, and get your question answered, uh, that you can message me at Podbeam... Uh, no, podcast... Fucking hell, this is shambles. Podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Um, have a great week, people. I shall be back on Saturday with definitely with episode 32, even though I wrote 30 on the fucking thing. Oh, Jesus, I wrote that down earlier. So I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> fuck, you know, I'll be back on uh, Saturday. Have a good week, people. Take care, motherfuckers. <laughs>